Hey everybody, greetings, Coach here. How you doing? Taking a few minutes to listen to my golden-throated tones. I very much appreciate. Glad you're here. Depending on what you're doing right now, driving, walking, running, in the hot tub, I don't know, but I'm glad you decided to listen for a bit. Hey, this week's episode surrounds professional consultations and the power that comes to bear when you do hire a pro to come in and teach you a little bit for a period of time. You know, for many listeners and viewers that I have, you guys are DIYers at heart. But maybe there are times we could use a bit more education and little confidence instilling when embarking on a substantial landscape project or any construction project for that matter. It's what we're talking about here today, the power of professional consultation and the value they can have for a DIYer. So let's get rolling. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. You know, back in the day when I was uh, in the grind, I did do several landscape consultations. And I even did some yard crashes and stuff, and they were kind of fun. But the consultation were um, one-hour, two-hour consultations for DIYers that wanted to do it themselves, but they wanted a little bit of guidance to kind of get them out of the training wheel mode, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, recently, it was really kind of fortuitous. I had had a subscriber, subscribers actually, a husband and wife, and they were asking me questions online. And I kind of said, hey, you know what? We're kind of going right by you here in a few days. Would you like me to stop in? And they didn't even realize that since they were a purchaser of uh, Homescape 1.0, they were allotted a half hour consultation. And so they were gracious enough to say, yeah, hey, come on by. They even put us up for a couple of nights and we talked at length. You know, so it was, <laughs> it can't happen all the time. It just happened to be one of those things that worked out. But in our discussions, I really could feel the passion uh, that they had for the project. And I also felt that they were kind of like a, a, a sponge when it came to some of the suggestions that I had. And that is so gratifying, I guess. And it's almost that, like a tangible feeling that you're really solving a problem. And because of that gratification, to look out into their eyes and their faces and see those aha moments they had when we were talking about certain ideas, and the ever-present, what I refer to as, I never thought about things that way, epiphany, that I would share with them. And they said, oh, and you could see it. And it was very, very, very rewarding. And these guys are very capable people. I mean, they're... Maybe they have a, a little learning curve when it comes to layout and some ways of doing things and that kind of stuff. But hey, don't we all? It wasn't that their ideas that they had were wrong or bad. They certainly were. It was mine were just a little different. And based on successful landscapes in my past that I've either created or had myself. S things such as uh, joining lawn and beds at a very low angle so you don't have right angle corners to have to mow. It's so much easier to have a sweeping bed line that 
goes to a planting bed, but the mower can just do a nice, easy curve. Little things like that that you just look at them, they go, I never thought of that. And that's what consultations get you. It gets you to open up that book that you read all the time, you know, the Smith book, and you get to listen to the Jones book. And the Jones book basically gets your problem solved in a different way and in a way that you had not even considered. It wasn't that their ideas were wrong or bad. It was that mine were just different. And they were rooted and based in successful landscapes in my past, both professional and personal. I spent many, many minutes listening to them rather than talking. And as I was doing this listening, a good consultant will be gauging, gauging their experience, gauging their aptitude, gauging their resources and time frames, etc. I found they answered a lot of their own questions just talking to me without me really adding just a, a mere head nod up and down. And then on top of that, then I would add my two cents worth and explain my two cents. And then all of a sudden they're going, well, heck, we can, we can do it that way. That makes a lot more sense. Seeing the solutions and the ideas take root in their minds is one of the most rewarding things a consultant can actually do because you are watching a satisfied customer being born right in front of you. You really are. Now, back in the day, back in the day when I was in the grind and doing the contracting, cons consultations was an element of my landscape business. It was a service that I provided. Consulting was an in-demand service to a point that a few professionals like myself do. But many in Northern California kind of cast it aside as it is time-consuming, and many folks, honestly, being transparent here, are too freaking cheap. They want everything for free. Kind of like YouTube. You get to learn a lot. If you go to YouTube University and you learn all this stuff for free, how much education are you really getting for free? Buckets and boatloads and dump trucks worth of education you get for free. But there's nothing more important than having a boot on the ground there in your front or backyard and actually showing you, hey, here's steps 1 through 10, in, or in my case, 1 through 15, on how to approach and get this thing done. And oftentimes, they have the steps in their head. They're just kind of uh, mixed up as far as when to start this or when to start that, and why do you do it this way, and why not do it that way. And you kind of take their cards and reshuffle them a little bit so that when they're starting first shovel in the ground, there's a reason behind it, and they've already completed two to three steps before you even put a shovel in the ground. You have the designing and the planning and the budgeting, etc. So, but for those who appreciate the time and experience a well-communicative professional can offer and the solutions they can give you, they can really, really flatten your learning curve and raise your confidence so you can take that information and move forward under your own steam and start in on the project and start in on the project correctly at the right pace at the right time with all your steps checked off. Now, what do you gain from this? Well, number one, you have saved thousands and thousands of dollars 
from hiring a professional to do the whole project for you. And I'll be honest with you, most DIYers have their limits and they should have their limits. You can use this consultant at various phases of your landscape project if you choose and if you have the budget to do it. You may have a pre-project consultation. You may have a launching consultation. Maybe it's four months since you last talked. Maybe your project has changed just a little bit. Well, it helps if somebody comes over or talks to you on the phone or Skypes you or whatever, and you show that you're ready to go. And the consultant goes, it sounds like it, Mrs. Smith, that you guys are ready to go. I would strongly suggest you put shovel in the ground. And then there's like the middle of the project. Maybe someone gets stuck. They're not sure exactly what to do about one of the elements of the landscape project and a phone call away. And if that consultant is available by whatever means, maybe they can help you out. You're still a DIYer. You're still doing it yourself. You're still going to get all the satisfaction. It's kind of like having, you know, having a coach on speed dial in case you get stuck. The professional now, let, let's talk about this just a little bit. The professional hopefully communicates at a pace and educational level that you can follow. It does you no good if they're talking at a level of industry standard that you just kind of, you just end up shutting up and just nodding your head, but you really don't know what they're talking about. A good consultant will bring that down to your level and then take you and raise your level so that you understand the industry more and the steps and the guidelines that he's trying or she's trying to explain to you. They don't talk over your head, yet at the same time, they don't talk like you're an idiot either. You know, there's nothing more insulting that you're writing a check or throwing greenbacks at somebody that made you feel like you're the biggest retard ever. And that's not, that is not what your consultation should be getting you. So let's talk about some things that you should be looking for when you're hiring a consultant to come over and satisfy some of the questions you have. One of the ones that I used to do all the time, but you can do as the consumer, is when you get the consultant on a brief phone call, you're not doing a half hour phone call with them. You're doing a brief phone conversation or an interview, shall we say, and you're telling them, I have some landscape questions that I want to have because we're doing this project ourselves, but we want you to come in. How do you feel about the initial conversation? If the initial conversation goes like crap, why would you think it's going to go any different when they get to your house? Okay. Number two would be a reasonable appointment time frame. If they tell you, well, you know, coach, it's here it is at the end of June. I might be able to get to you at the end of September because I'm that busy. Okay, well, that's, that's certainly not going to work for you unless it fits your time frame. If you, if you have a one-month project that you want to launch here, you know, maybe at the end of July and you're going to take August to do it, why would you want the consultant to be there at the end of September? See what I'm saying? So it has to be a reasonable appointment time for everybody involved. The other thing is a reasonable fee schedule. A fee schedule, you know, if someone's asking for $500 an hour, that would be, <laughs> that would certainly not be an industry standard. Unless you're talking about something that is, I don't know, well over half a day's worth of time. Then, okay, uh, then I can see it. Also, during your initial 
brief phone conversation, pick up on the expertise and the educational history on the subject matter that you're consulting with this person for. If you've got a hold of John Smith and he was recommended to you by two friends at your gym and says, yeah, the guy's great. He knows about a lot of things. Okay, but does he know about a lot of things that you need answers to? Maybe he's a general contractor and he's, his specialty is pouring house foundations and framing houses. Well, that's good. That's a very valuable skill set. And if that's what you're contracting or consulting for, fine. But if you're looking for landscape bed layouts and this guy doesn't know a petunia from a pansy, it ain't going to do any good. So a specific expertise and education in where you want to talk about. And then there's, there's things like communication style and articulation. You know, do they talk like they're just not with it? Or it sounds like they got a toothpick in their mouth after they just ate a meal. You know, do they sound like an intelligent person? Someone that you could really sit down and have a serious conversation with. Because you may be chunking out a piece of change and you want to get your answers answered and not sit there and look at somebody with their finger up their nose or picking, you know, mud out of their shoes and not really engaged. And lastly, and this is something that I tried to do with all my customers, is have a subdued eagerness to actually want to make the appointment. You know, that was my living. And I enjoyed talking with people about the topic of landscaping and horticulture. And I wanted to convey that in the initial conversation. If I came across as I really don't give a crap what you want to talk about, I don't think I would have gone on many consultation runs. I really don't. So listen for that eagerness. Listen for the zeal of the topic. Now let's talk about the appointment time. Very important for you as the consumer to have, have a script of questions that you need answered. And after the initial cordialness, you dwell on those. You want to get those answered. That's really the meat of the meeting. Okay? Do not allow for some skyrocket sidebar conversation that takes you down some other rabbit hole that they've created for you and you've never got your questions answered. That's a, just a huge waste of time, both for them, for you, and for your checkbook, right? Okay. Do not allow that 30-minute sidebar discussion. Here's something that I used to do with a lot of my clients, both design clients, contractual clients, and consulting clients. I gave them a homework assignment ahead of time. And I did this so that when I hit their front porch, I knew that we were off and running on topics that they were interested in. And for the consulting, maybe it was about irrigation layout. I said, okay, tell me about, you know, when I get there, I want to know the square footage of your lawn area. I want to know the square footage of your bed area. I want to know whether it's north, east, south, or west. And when I got there, we could look at it and I would say, yeah, okay, you got X number of square feet of turf area that you need to irrigate. You have X number of pounds per square inch coming out of your hose bib and it flows at a whatever it might be, 10 gallons a minute. Here's some simple math you can do and boom, we were off and running. And within an hour, 
we had their irrigation layout either on paper or outside with flags and other stuff and maybe a little spray paint and they were ready to go. That's where your dollar is getting you so much further down the answer road than just sitting around going, well, we were kind of thinking about putting in an irrigation system. What, you know, what, what do you think? And it's not like what I think, it's what I know. That's why you hired me and that's why I'm here. So let's get to it. We're not sitting around and sipping coffee. We sit around, sip coffee for 10 minutes and then boom, we're outside and we're talking and we're moving. The other thing that I'd like you to be aware of is you're not there to be sold anything. If you've hired a consultant that talks 10 minutes about your particular problem, but then they switch the conversation and turn it into a sales pitch, so you'd hire them to do the problem. If you allow it, it's on you. If you make it aware that you're doing this yourself to save a few bucks, don't allow the sales pitch conversation. And on the other hand, don't go asking for estimates from your consultant, if that's what they do, if they do actual contractual work. Don't ask for estimates if you're not seriously in the market to hire. You're wasting the professional's time and it's extremely insulting because estimates take a lot of time. I can remember on countless occasions when I first got started, I would do the free, the free estimates and I'd come over and we'd talk and I would burn an hour easily talking about stuff. And then trying to impress a potential client and I expound all this knowledge out of my face to them, they turn around and do it themselves, you know, or they turn around and hire the handyman or they turn around and hire the, the lawn guy and saying, Hey, we learned all this stuff. This is what we want you to do. And coaches down the road. He, he barfed all his, his information and his education to them. And they just turned around and used it and put it in someone else. Yeah, no, very, very. Mm. But Hey, back to my recent visit that I just had, they were basically discussing layout of the backyard. They had a little bit of a drainage issue and a slope issue. We talked a little about irrigation, weed control, pest control in the form of deer and antelope and elk that wander through their, their uh, neighborhood and munch everything as they go. It was really fun. It was very engaging. And at the end, they kind of had a similar, but a different roadmap to start thinking about. One that I think that they're going to be very, very happy with if they can find the time to, to get it done in the short landscaping season that Montana has to offer. One of the things a consultant should try to stay away from, and that is not, not to accentuate the client's naiveness and ignorance to things, not to put themselves on a pedestal above the client. You talk on the same level and you suggest things that are simplistic but can be expanded on if it is warranted. Quite the contrary, it is extremely impressive, highly thoughtful, and money well spent at a fraction of the price of contracting itself. So, why not bring in somebody? Why wouldn't you? Instead of sitting there together on the fourth Saturday of sitting there together and wondering how do you go about doing this kind of thing, you bring in somebody for an hour and they literally freaking teach you. <laughs> Phew. 
So what kind of cost is involved in something like this? It is very much dependent on the region of the country and world you're in, the state that you're in, county, and even down to the city itself where prices are local. It's like gasoline, practically. Prices are local, and what does the local market bear? Now, for me, I generally stayed for consulting, contracting, designing. I was kind of in a three-county area, and there's a couple of ways that I used to approach it. You know, if the market changed, I had to change with the market. I generally did kind of an hourly rate, and it was usually $50 an hour with a two-hour minimum. And that was within the county I lived. If it was out of county, it went to $60 an hour. If it was two counties away, it was $70 an hour. And that basically covered fuel and time and travel costs. So you, you can see why I did that. Now, some people might just do a flat rate. They just might say, oh, okay, well, you live in town, so it, it's uh, $40. $40 consultation fee for the first hour, then it goes to $60 for the second hour. And they may not have a minimum. You know, maybe you just keep paying them by the hour and you can have them there half a day if you want. Now, if you get a wide range of prices when you call, ferret out what comes with those prices. If someone is charging $150 an hour to consult with, that's fine. What do you get for that? Where the other end of the spectrum is maybe you got somebody that charges $20 an hour to come consult. What do you get for that? Are you getting an educated professional? Or are you getting someone who is a weekend warrior and has a, a hobby business of consulting with landscaping? And yet when you get there and you want to talk about a six-foot retaining wall split up the 40-foot back hill of your home and what do you have to do to design this out and submit it for permits? And they look at you and go, uh, I don't know. I've never done that before. You know, but they have scheduled the time up and here they are. Now, that's totally up to you as a consumer. One thing that I used to try and do as a consultant, as a businessman in general, and it's something I got to tell you, it's something that I think is going by the wayside. And that is to always under-promise and over-deliver and make sure that if this is your profession, then you should be a professional. So your consultant that you're hiring better damn well be there. If it's a 9 a.m. appointment, you be there at 8.55. And if, you're, if you've been hired for two hours, do two hours and 15 minutes, you know, and then get paid and move on and make sure that your clients, you as a consumer, the client, has had all your questions answered. And you haven't tried to get anything for free. You've appreciated the time of the professional. Your questions have been answered in detail and you allow them to move on with a check in their hand or cash in their hand, whatever, whatever it might be. Now, I will admit on many consultations, many consultations, I didn't have to sell designs. There were times I did, but many times they would just naturally want to investigate what designing cost is. And I would say, well, that's not what you hired me to do here today, but if you want to talk about that, you know, it's your hour. We can talk about that. 
and there was many times that the appointment gravitated to designing costs. And there were times where I was hired as the designer. And there were times that I was hired as the contractor to do a whole project as a result of that design. But that was never my intention when I stepped on the property. It was later that, <laughs> it's always kind of funny when you're dealing with spouses, you know, it'll, it'll be one spouse will look at the other spouse and go, well, we weren't going down this road, but since you're here, do you do designing? And then the other spouse would look and go, yeah, but that's not why he's here. Well, I, I get that, but do you do designing? Because we're really kind of, you know, newbies in this and, and it would really help. And I'd say, well, yes, I do. And th this is how much they generally cost. And for your yard, the cost would be X. And then you get the, I really think we should. No, we can't afford it. I really think we should. And it went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And maybe I didn't hear about it then, but I'd get a phone call from the <laughs> one of the spouses the next day or a day or two later. And they would say, hey, we talked about it, which means we debated it and somebody won. And then I would be back there doing a design. And sometimes it rolled over into many thousands of dollars worth of work. Not always. The people who want to hire you as a contractor, they kind of get to it right away. We're looking to get estimates for contracting work. Okay. And you kind of knew that. But there was times that a regular landscape consultation just kind of evolved into something more at the behest of the client, not me. So once you're completed with the consultation, a good consultant will always ask, are there any other questions before we wrap this meeting up? And that's the big exit stage right for a consultant saying, hey, I've been here for an hour. I've given you an extra 15 minutes. It's time for this to wrap this up. If you have more questions, then the clock keeps ticking, you know, and there's a few more dollars involved. And you have to understand that. They've given you an extra 15, but anything beyond that now is it's time for me to leave. Their time is just as important, if not more important at times than yours. They are running a business and time in a business, especially a landscape business, a design business or whatever, is everything to them. You may be one of two or three people they're seeing that day. And maybe they have a half hour drive to the next person or an hour drive. Who knows? You may be just enjoying your weekend and talking to this consultant at 11 a.m. who you've hired for an hour about the backyard challenges that you want to take on. and. Your time clock is not the same as their time clock. Please understand that going into a professional relationship with a consultant. And for God's sakes, don't get your nose bent out of shape if the hour time rolls around and they are ready to get paid and to leave. Or ask if they have another 30 minutes and agree to pay them for their time. Seriously, the amount of education that you can glean from a consultation, just a simple one hour one, can be invaluable and really, really mentally spearhead your project in the right direction with bolstered confidence, maybe a plan, a mental plan in your head, and more importantly, the finish line in mind. It is a great way to get your butt off the couch, pay a few dollars, a fraction of the cost of anything else, and you will get jazzed if the consultant is good. Be prepared for the appointment, like I said. Be prepared. Have the main questions of the consultation time laid out ahead of time. Be respectful of those time frames. 
make sure the consultant and you have a decent chemistry from the onset, from the first phone conversation or the first email back and forth, whatever it is. Another thing, allow for open-mindedness and thinking outside your little box. The consultant should as well a little bit. But your little box, the Smith box that you hold tight to and think everything is okay, you hired this consultant to stretch that box, stretch your mind a little bit, and think of the same things in different ways. Another thing, like our most recent consultation that I did with our new friends here in Montana, take notes. Or if appropriate, you can even record part of it, either video it or audio it, so you can refer back to it if it's appropriate for both parties. And the other thing is take photos when appropriate for referral later. There's many, many times where you can sit and talk to somebody and then life takes you in a different way and you go back to it and you go, what did coach say about that? What, what was it that he said about, he mentioned something that, what was the name of that? See what I'm saying? So make sure that you uh, record and document all the information that you're getting plunged into your head in a very short period of time. Hey guys, that's what I have for you this week. You know, I will tell you straight up, knowledge is power and power leads to confidence and certainly things actually getting planned out and executed rather than falling into the someday pitfall. Hey, if you need virtual consulting, it is a service that I provide. We do it on Skype or other media communication. We prefer video consulting so I can see not only the person I'm talking to, but I can also see the, the customer's problem and they can actually show it to me. I've done a couple now. I cannot solve all the problems, but I certainly have solved many over the years. So if it is, go over to the website, youryardcoach.com. We do have consultation and you can schedule one up. So do not discount bringing a consultant in to smooth out some of those rough edges, some of those peaks and valleys of your knowledge base regarding your landscape project or your landscape maintenance. It can be money very well spent. Hey, I'll catch you guys next week. I sure do appreciate it. Hey, check me out over on the other channels that we have, both on YouTube and Instagram. And I will see you guys every Friday. As always, to your landscape success, I do appreciate your time and I do appreciate you following along. See you next Friday. Bye for now. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show and we'll see you right here next week.